Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yezo! We're back. Turn our mics up. One, two, one, two. Are they up, up? Are they good? Turn my mic up. I just hit something by accident. Oh, my God. Hey, yo. <laughs> should we change that? What? Should we change that? It should be every thing should be like, hey, yo, turn my mic up. I love to hear rappers say that. I'm like, yes. He cannot that. hear himself. <laughs> Turn me up in the headphones. Turn me in the headphones. <laughs> turn me in. The, turn me up in the headphones. What did I say? Turn, turn me, me in. The <laughs> <laughs> Magic wizard, turn me in the headphones. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> turn me in the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dumbass rapping. <laughs> hey yo, turn me in the headphones. <laughs> oh shit, Shanti, what's your updates, B? We're still in the same ass bed, y'all, <laughs> from last week, child. Just looking at each other, looking a mess. I look beautiful. Can I say something that you did that I thought was really rude? What? <laughs> <laughs> so Shanti has this thing that when she she just doesn't lack so much. She lacks awareness when she's in her own house. So you got up in the middle of the night or in the middle of the morning, something, and we're sleeping in the same bed. And the way you plop back down in this bed, you like just jumped in the bed and threw yourself with no regard for the fact that I was still sleeping. And it jolted me and it woke me up. You were my goddamn <laughs> See? <laughs> I was like, did she really? You like dove in the bed and it was like, and the whole thing like rocked and shook. It's a water bed. What if y'all found out I had a water bed? <laughs> Remember when water beds were life? There was I no was... way people were having good sex on water beds. No fucking way. There was no traction on that drone. You just sunk in. I have to have sex on a water bed now. You can go. You know what I secretly want to do? I want to go to one of those motels that are themed and like have a night there. What do you mean hotels that are themed? Or motel. It's more like motel. Disneyland? Where you like pay by the hour and it's like you can have like the spaceship room. Where the fuck do they have these? They have that like... white movies. A lot of white movies have that. What? They do. In white movies they have it? Yeah, like in Blue Valentine. Remember when they went to the motel? Oh my God, Blue Valentine. We need to talk about Blue Valentine. That's one of the greatest movies ever. Yo, that movie fucked me up. White people know how to make a romantic movie. That wasn't romantic. It was so sad. Devastating, but it was really real and really beautiful and really well done. Oh my God, Blue Valentine. I love being upset and I love those kind of movies. Well, it's so thought provoking. I can't remember what it's about, girl. That's a great. It just had my man. I love that white boy. What's his name? What's that white boy's name? Isn't he married to like Selma Hayek or something? No, not Selma Hayek. What's the other one's name? Who who was in Hitch? 
He's Eva married Mendes. to her. Yeah, they got kids and everything else. She like ten years older than him. He is fucking. He busting her. it down. What's his name? He busting Ryan. it open. Seacrest. Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. What is that? I don't know if Ryan his name is Goggle. Yo, he's fine as he fuck. is so cute. And he can uh, he looks like he he th- yes. What's his name? Blue Ryan Valentine. Google. Something Ryan G. He was he's the boy that was in the one that everybody likes. Hey. He loved that what's the he's movie the that hey everybody likes? You know what? Old boy was like, How do you not like such and such? What's his name? Internet, stay focused. Nobody knows who you're talking about. It's Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Fine. Young Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Fine. The Notebook. Old boy was like, "How? what kind of guy doesn't like The Notebook? It's a great movie. It's a great movie. I was like, what? He, and he asked me to watch The Notebook. I was like, dude, rom-com fan. It's really weird. But Ryan Gosling, look at look how fine he is in this picture. Take him down. He looks not you that love fine white in boys. that picture. Right on that face. I don't love white boys. Don't lie. I love, I love, um, anybody that has a kind heart, spirit lie. is able to make me feel free. Ryan Gosling though, with just the mustache, is not the same. Oh look! At oh, this. he's so cute with just the mustache. I think you he's so like cute. That. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, he. he they're very private. Eva. He told this story about how he was. Um, he felt really badly coming out this grocery store in Hollywood because there were all these, um, who's the people that, the Girl Paparazzi. Scouts? Girl Scouts. And they were selling their cookies. And he was like, you know what, how much for all of them? And so he bought all of them. And then he was like, what the fuck am I going to do with all these cookies? He had a car full of cookies. And he said he was just driving down Hollywood Boulevard throwing cookies out the window. And then all these people were like, it was like made the news that Ryan Gosling was just driving down Hollywood Boulevard throwing girls out cookies out the window. Speaking of white men that I love, oh God, Keanu Reeves. Why do you love him? Everybody's super hype. Why? Why? I love Keanu Reeves because he's had a hard life. He lost his wife. Now he's and he's always on the subway. Have give- you seen Keanu Reeves' girlfriend? Yeah, That's why everybody's giving him props. He, she's like an older woman. She's she 10 probably, years younger she than probably, her. Just a FYI. What? <laughs> yes. Everybody's well, like, she's, she's an older woman. <laughs> I feel so terrible. That bitch is 10 years younger well, than Well, good her. for her. She's embracing her gray. She and he Look how he's looking at her. And he looks good. Look at him. Look how she's looking at him. She's he's like, you are my down. son. No, that's a You shame. are my young son. Everybody was like, he's dating Helen Marin. <laughs> that's, that's so fucked up. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, Keanu. Y'all need to Google Keanu Reeves' girlfriend. But I like him. And he, you know, he lost his partner. I didn't know that. He gave away a Th- lot of money. This is apparently. the first person that he's been on the red carpet with for 13 years yeah. or 23 years. I he watched really, the view. He, he was really devastated by that. And now he's, now I he's didn't like, know that. you are the sunshine of my life. He really lost his wife yeah. or his partner. Yeah. Oh, wow. To he like lost a, s- a child too. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, Look at what? him there. Keanu looks unrecognizable. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! He look like all of us, like a regular Joe Schmo. He looks like all god of damn. Us. He looks. I hate when we Google these people. He did not see look none very good in that photo. Keanu, oh you gotta god. you gotta look up fat. That's Keanu. not who we lost. That, internet That's said, so sad. "Who did he lose?" And a picture of Demi Moore and Jada Smith. That is not Demi <laughs> that Moore, is not you jackass. Son. 
That is oh. not Demi Moore. No, we gotta. You get... need to get your white people straight. She's so cute. I love her. But what's her name? Because it's not Demi. I don't Moore. know any of these Shout white out to women's Demi Moore name. though, because she relapsed yeah, and she got it back together. Demi Moore is all in the news talking about how she been through. She it. was a mess and how she yeah she went the night before her wedding and cheated on her man. Who's her? Cheated on her fiance. Who was not that? Bruce Willis? The guy before Bruce Willis. Wait, what? There she was said it's in a tell-all book, Willis. and she's talking about her addictions. It's sad. She's troubled. You know who else is coming out with it, with her real story? Who? Sally Fields. They're talking about Sally Fields. Sally Fields talking about how she had a traumatic um, childhood. She was molested by that. her stepfather, which wow. caused her to like break into pieces, similar to Sybil, the the um, character in a movie she won an award for, who had multiple personality disorder mm. and how she could really tap into that person and she was being molested by her stepfather who she loved dearly oh and God. like that should be something we talk about is like when you're abused by somebody that you really love and how, how that m- do messes you t- how do we talk about that i don't know we need to have somebody on there that yes that feels like has that had that kind of situation and then she she just wrote a memoir and it's beautiful and Sally I you love Sally no I listened to NPR when I wasn't listening to sports radio <laughs> <laughs> and other white woman news why are they still trying to kill Betty White oh last night I, I, or last week rather because this is gonna come out a week I fucking was oh. Antoinette gasps and other she's like <gasps> oh my god no. Was like, that was wrong? so upsetting. She was like, they killed Betty White. <laughs> Not that kills her, but she died. It's like that rap video. That's like the third time they've killed Betty White on the internet. And she's not dead. They keep killing her. That's good when she Girl, you have that same shirt on for yesterday. Put your arms down. There, I smell it. From Can over you here. smell my Yes, arms? it's like a whiff came <laughs> over. Shanti. I am not well. <laughs> I am freed up. Shanti what you talking about? <laughs> Shanti thinks just because it's cold outside, she don't have to wear no damn deodorant. I just forgot. The audacity of you. You sell natural deodorant. I literally forgot. I literally walked out the house. Without. But that's no reason for you to still have this shirt on. I haven't dressed and gotten ready for my day. So you slept in a shirt that smells like under. I didn't sleep in this shirt. So you, okay, that's even worse. You took it off and then opted to put it back on. Yeah, because I'm not clean. So why would I put on a clean sweater and I stink? <laughs> I don't understand. What the fuck that. is your logic? <laughs> then you dirty up and up. Go clean. Is that what you do? You put on clean drawers after you haven't washed? Just for the I don't wear drawers for often. the smell of it. You don't wear drawers. I don't have no drawers on right now. You got to shut up. Why? I'm laying in your bed in the house. I don't have no drawers on. I got sweatpants on. But you don't wear on. drawers like regularly. And everybody knows it. That's this Antonette's deep dark secret that she be wearing whole tight ass jeans with no underwear <laughs> somebody is listening to this growing up in their mouth <laughs> okay give me updates from you I, that was it that was all the tea i have Don't i got have a great winter jacket y'all <laughs> i bought a great winter jacket at a thrift store it was 25 dollars. she got grease on it already. it is the warmest most comforting long jacket it's like the long pillowy jacket it's a great color brown i feel so safe in it and it was 25 dollars. so it was what a great thrift store is this which one are you it's going in to? cherry hill it's called village thrift it's epic can you take do they have like my size in there yeah 
when are we gonna go can we go for real because i can't keep buying regular price clothes yeah i'm down whenever we can't go right now though it was great and it already has a hole in the pocket so that was a bad thing you know how every year you got this one jacket that develops a hole in your pocket (laughs) That nigga, that I put my keys and that thing dropped into the all jacket the way down already, to the and I said, "This feels familiar." <laughs> <laughs> my updates: My mother's birthday is coming up. Scorpio. So I'm surprising her. We're going to the Sixers game. Did I say that before? I think I might have. That'll Rude be nice. You. She likes sports. Oh yeah, my mom. Oh is my a god, player. y'all gotta see these. You have to post your mom's pictures. The basketball shot. Oh my! She god. was a baller, like ball ball. Like my mom used to hustle when she was pregnant with me. My dad would take her to the court in West Philadelphia, and she would be a white pregnant woman with all these black men playing ball, and he'd be like two one two, we betting money, and they look at him like what, and they would win. He was as long as I could get your mom open. That shot was going in. He was like, her. she had a far better shot than me. He said he had more handle, but she her shot was like. She was just this beautiful little white lady with a sports bra. And big old titties big, bouncing huge. around. She was like Rosie Perez in, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's that movie? White Man Can't Jump. White Man Can't Jump. Well, that Rosie was wasn't, she wasn't playing. But well. that's what she looked like. I love that movie. It's I a, love Woody my Harrelson. Dad, is Wesley Snipes in that movie trash talking? That was who he was. That's who I grew up around. I also love Wesley. I love Woody Al- Woody Harrison and Wesley Woody Snipes. Harrelson. I don't know whatever. Stop his disrespecting name. white excellence. I love him. He's an ally. I think. I really like him. Like that. I would want to date him. I'm sure. You want to date him over Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Whoa, not I. Ryan wouldn't understand everything. Did you see Ryan in a Notebook? Take I old never girl seen down. I oh never seen well, it, maybe I'll I'll pull that up for you on YouTube. I bet you change your mind. You know Woody, what I stumbled upon uh, or recently? Billy Hoyle wasn't taking Rosie down like that. That was his name in the movie. Everybody's mad at Rosie. Why they mad at her? Because Rosie is not pro black Latina, or she's saying some problematic. She's not Afro. Really? She's saying some fucked up shit. Apparently, we still got to get that person on. Mm-hmm. We still got to find an Afro Latina woman or man we to come find on. Dash, Afro-Latino. I got to figure out how to talk to Dash because Dash is the one. All right, and then we also need the LGBTQIA person who knows more than us. I would really like to talk about trans lives, but I don't know enough. Someone wrote about um, their friend in Chicago who I would love to have, but I still haven't figured out how to have a guest. I guess it's a Google. You know, like if if we're not physically with one person, I guess it's a Google Hangout and we have to record it. The the sound quality would just be lower. That's all right. NPR does it all the time. It is possible. All right. We research it. You let me know how to do it. Mm. Exactly. In other news, my mom uh, just told me in true white woman form, she's having Thanksgiving catered by Whole Foods. I was <laughs> The menu is so trash. I'm so sad. You're going to be in there fucking it up. You're just going to put hot sauce on everything. everything. I love this kale Caesar (laughs) with cranberries. (laughs) Yes. This is delicious. So she says she got, there's no mac and cheese, y'all. I've never had mac and cheese at a Thanksgiving until my parents separated. You're not talking into the, you don't have the mic by your, now your mouth, now you're, what? Talk into the mic. Y'all, y'all, you, y'all not having any. You better make some mac and cheese for she yourself. She would not put that on her plate. She would not put that. You at the better table. make it for yourself. 
She wouldn't put it on the table. For White all the don't black people that have that. they don't even look for that to put food on their table. You have to put. When mac I tell and you, I am thirty-two years old, and I have never had mac and my mom put mac and cheese on that. that table. I've never seen my, my mom. My mom make and a my sister cheese. are adamant about their mediocre mac and cheese being on the table. Listen, it ain't happening, Captain over here. She said, "No sweet potatoes. We're having um, what's the what's the healthier version of sweet potatoes? Yukon. squash. Oh God, we're having." <laughs> squash fucking brussels sprouts i love brussels turkey but uh, she makes these weird cream brussels she ain't making it she is making the brussels sprouts um stuffing from fucking whole foods which i know is gonna be a disaster it's just nowhere i go is gonna be good like i can't i can't so it's fine i'm not supposed to have it this year i'll just cry about it and ask jade to save me a plate put a plate up for me but it's just like salad jade's cooking of course, Jay gonna throw down. You already know, but it's just sad. And my dad has that that dairy allergy, so I can't even get his. I might still mess around and make my dad stuffing and be like, now which stuffing is better? Obviously, my you dad. You need to make some macaroni and make all those white people like my realize dad's what they're doing mac- better than macaroni and cheese. Antoinette, let's go on to the next stuffing. topic. I just I like it. I so, I, it's just something I grew up on. It tastes figure so good. Out anything right now. It's a, you haven't ever had my dad's stuffing. I would never pick stuffing over macaroni and cheese. But you haven't had my dad's. I don't care. I never would. You know who has good macaroni and cheese? Shout out to Whole Foods, though. Bitch, you just said that you was getting your whole thing catered by Whole Foods. But she didn't order mac and cheese. She ordered fucking butternut squash and all kinds of other bullshit. And stuffing and cranberry sauce that I hate. I love cranberry sauce. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. But Whole Foods Buffalo Chicken Mac and Cheese is banging. It is banging. <laughs> I have had that before. It's so fucking good. So pray for us. Pray for me and my mac and cheese. Well, not having mac and cheese. I don't think you I'm going like to make you're it. you're okay with it. Like, I wouldn't be okay with it. I'd be like, so what? All right, well, I'm making macaroni and cheese, and none of y'all can have it, you little. But if I made macaroni Who's and cheese, she wouldn't put it out. Who's going to be at your Thanksgiving dinner? I feel like it's going to be six people That's there. That's it. It's going to be me, my mom, her husband, her husband's sister, her husband and their kid. One of their Where's kids. Where's Tina? Tina ain't with this bullshit. Tina got a whole husband that's gonna make three batches of mac and cheese for her ass. Tina's gonna I'm be sorry. in New York with her man. <clears throat> She's missing out on this white mess. excellence. On white excellence. So they ain't gonna get my diabetes. They be ain't gonna exactly. get hypertension. They ain't gonna get the sugar. They ain't gonna be constipated. But they will get diabetes because my mom is gonna make like fifteen thousand desserts, and it's all desserts I don't like. Her damn pumpkin. You ever had a pumpkin roll? People love that shit. I don't. Like I don't it. even like the way that sounds. It's good. It's like she makes like this fresh pumpkin roll that's flat, and then she puts like and this. Antonin, very nobody sweet knows what a pumpkin roll is. It's all right. So imagine like a pumpkin bread, and it's flat and it's like it's like one centimeter thick and it's Ooh. like spongy bread and then she takes there. like um this creamy white kind of cheese cream cheese mm. sweet filling oh. and puts it in there and then you just literally roll it sexy and make a roll that sounds sensual and people love why does it sound sensual she said a centimeter thick with white cream uh, so you really want only a centimeter it? thick think about that i don't Do you know, know how math. big a centimeter is it's inch. less than an inch. Child, whatever. That's not the girth you need in your life, I promise. Girth. <laughs> Love that word. We should just get a t-shirt with girth. Yeah. Girth over everything. Girth. <laughs> <laughs> girth over everything. Matter of <laughs> fact, do it. We need I'm, that. I'm going to text 
that girth card over anybody that has a no. sex shop that's what they need girth <laughs> over anything baby girth over you think people would buy there that'd be too far i think they didn't know they needed it oh when somebody reads that woman reads it she could be like yes bitch i know girth over all right you know what else i do have a, bla- a black excellence there is a online uh clothing store called the stable collective what? You don't have an online nothing yet. But you don't so know watch what... your mouth. <laughs> you got so mad. First things first. Um called Bad Girl Good Human. And I love their Instagram. And I just bought a sweatsuit from them. And on the pants, it's written, what's this way? Vertically, bad girl good human on the pants. And then on a what shirt. What does that mean? What does it mean to you? I'm asking you. You putting it on your body, walking around with it. What a does bad it mean girl, to you? good human to me means like I don't, I don't fall in line. I'm, 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 I'm not what everybody would want to be. Well, everyone would quote say, "Oh, you be a good girl, fall in line, stay in your lane, be small, be quiet." It's like the equivalent. I think of it's like the black woman version of nasty woman. Hi, I was walking around with like nasty woman T-shirts because of Hillary. That's how nasty I see it. Woman. I see how some people would. <clears throat> see it as maybe sexual but i don't i don't but she does have a t-shirt which is another double entendre that says penetrate me properly that i thought about buying too but i was like maybe not but i did get this sweatsuit it is very very comfortable and very nice but i had to send the um the crop shirt back because my breast was so big that they were peeking out and she was very nice about it she's gonna send me a, a new one where i can crop it myself you won't crop it yourself? Or I might just leave it. All you, you do it, all, you, it all she did was cut it. Oh. That's all. You just cut the bottom off. <clears throat> but it's super comfortable, super cute. They have a great IG. I feel like a bad girl would let her titties hang out. That's your version of a bad girl. My version of a bad girl is walking into work and fucking killing it. And Sounds being like, like a good fuck girl to you me. with my titties in, but just a little cleavage and my nose ring. Do you walk around with your titties out? I don't have any breasts. If I did, I would. If you did, no, you wouldn't. You are so, you're so annoying because you are always like, is this too much? Is this too this? You don't even show your kneecaps. I'll bust your motherfucking kneecaps. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so mad? That's why you stink, bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so your ass over there stinking. You bad. Anyway. Disgusting. Anyway, so the topic, the main topic for this week um, came to be. Hello. Can you hear me? You can't Hello. hear me. Oh, my God. Can you hear me? Now I can. <laughs> I'm keeping this in there. Oh, I hate us. (laughs) Hate us so much. It's so embarrassing. I just want us to be professional. I just want more. (sighs) I don't know how we gonna get it. I really don't. You gotta move to Philadelphia. That's what it is. Oh, that's what it is. Exactly. What's in Philadelphia? I'm really asking. Convince me. Philadelphia is full of wonderful prime real estate at affordable rates. If you're looking for a prime property with land, semi-below par school systems, (laughs) jobs that pay 
around 50,000 a year, but no more. And a lot of white people that are coming for Comcast and technical jobs, Philadelphia is the place to be with historical sites that remind us of slavery and colonization. Oh, my God. All right. That's what it is. Let's go. Y'all ready to come here? (laughs) Invest? I cannot believe you just said that. Okay. So the topic for this week, we are talking about, well, all right. Last week, we went to Shanti's mom's house to pick up JoJo. And I don't know why Shanti does this with bad barbs. But as soon as we got in there, Shanti started up <laughs> talking about her sister. Do you want to talk about your sister and like your sister having this new man? Yada, yada, yada. And your mom's kind of approach to it. My sister is falling in love, is in love. She has spent many years in relationships that were fruitless in that she was with partners that were not emotionally available and their values and what they wanted in life were just not aligned. And she had been feeling really, really demoralized and feeling like, what the fuck? Like, is this it? Am I going to have to settle for somebody that's just not really here? Blah, blah, blah. So she recently just found somebody that she hasn't known for a very long time, but he's been pursuing her. He's really in, interested in her and her life and really sees what a beautiful, amazing person she is. And like, he's there and he's like, you know, wants to be with her and explains to her that he wants to be with her. I love it. And my mother, who has had a past of broken relationships and relationships where her needs were never met and every time she tried to have her needs met she was met with um you know painful disappointing behavior abusive behavior and so she's mad bitter and she's very suspicious and resentful and always is looking for the other shoe to drop and reminds us that we need to be that same way and my sister revealed to my mom that she was nervous about my mom meeting this new partner because of how negative my mom can be Mm. as well as how I guess Antoinette you helped me to see this how protective she is of us Mm-hmm. And her being protective also often feels like she's interrogating, you know, potential partners and like looking for and sniffing out the weakness and that like warning sign that he ain't the one or she ain't the one. And so I don't remember why I argued with her about it. I guess I was just like, what the fuck, mom? Well, you your approach I, was like you immediately were making the assumption that she was going to go in there guns blazing and like tear this guy up, which, you know, (laughs) she did say she already asked him about Palestine and Israel. (laughs) So, but she, and what I was listening to her, her issue with, with it was like, well, she wants to make sure that this man really loves your sister. 
and she's mother cub, so she, that's she's not trying to go into it in that negative way, but she's more so trying to make sure that every that her daughter's not going to get hurt. We see that as like, oh, you're about to poke holes in my situation just because you're negative, and a lot of mothers see it as, well, I'm just trying to be there for my kid. What was even more interesting to me when we got over that hump of y'all arguing was her and I got into this conversation around love. And she had a real issue with us young people. She was basically saying that we have no morals anymore and that we don't want to get married. We just want to remain single forever and do our thing. And so she was like really against that and really pushing for the nuclear family. And she was pushing for it because she said she resisted it. Um, and look at where it's gotten her. So I was talking to her more so about how, you know, I think a lot of young people are waiting to make these kind of life decisions like marriage and things like that based off of the examples that they've seen, the examples that they've grown up around. A lot of us come from divorced parents. Um, and a lot of us don't have examples of people, two people who were whole people entering in a relationship and having the relationship really stand the test of time as a result. Um, I also was mentioning that a lot of young people, especially like our, our generation right now, we're all on our self-care type tips and we're all trying to do this quote unquote hard work and trying to like dig deep and heal trauma and this and that. And that is time consuming and it's very difficult to do. Um, I think while you're trying to care for a family, care for a man or woman or partner and care for a home um, in that traditional nuclear family sense. So I was saying like, you know, I actually think that it's good. It's a good thing that folks are waiting because they have more opportunity to figure out what they need to figure out what they want and to live their lives a little bit. She pushed back a little bit, but she heard me because I was saying to myself, like, I'm so happy that I didn't marry any of the people that I dated before now. Like, had I been married, I probably would have been divorced already. And then it's funny because she's so vastly different from my mom who's all about like, don't get married, don't get married, just wait, just wait, just wait. And your mom is like, get married, be revolutionary, have a family. I don't want you having kids out of wedlock, which my mom doesn't want that either, but... <sighs> I'm so sorry. Um, but it's just a matter of like... I My main thing was put saying that I'm married and having a husband or wife does not mean that I'm in a healthy relationship. And that's what I kept trying to tell your mom. Like marriage, the ring and the the label means nothing. You are married, you know, like Shanti, you know, you were, you don't count it, but you, you were engaged because of it. <laughs> no, but you were engaged. Should you have been married to that human? I don't think so. That does not count as an engagement. You're not going to stop saying that. I mean, girl, that is that you had a ring and you were getting married. Okay, fine. No, I wasn't. There was no date. That's a long story. When you got someday, someday, 
<laughs> okay. But anyway, my whole thing was, you know, I don't know. We're doing we're doing work right now to be better than I think the the examples that we had. And so a relationship person who is a psychotherapist who I really, really highly recommend folks listen to is Esther Perel. And Esther Perel is, um, again, psychotherapist. She has an amazing podcast um, called, what is it called? Uh, Where Should We Begin? And I listened to it. It was great. Isn't it great? Oh my God, it's yeah. so good. What, what you listened really to like the first episode? No, I picked the ones that I wanted to. Oh, but, got it. Um, they were great. Yeah. So she has um, the format is where like she'll have a couple or a person on, and like the where should we begin is kind of how she she'll start the session, and it's basically uh, you're listening in on their therapy session. So it's almost like free counseling, but she's like super direct. She is. She reminds me of Bad Barbs in the way where like she. She don't hold no punches. She's just like, this is what it is. And this is why you are this way. But her way of thinking is like, it's super interesting. It's, it's very, it's less traditional than what I, I would think a marriage counselor, which she doesn't call herself that, but she's, to me, she's that, um, how they would respond to a lot of things. She really allows you and forces you to take a look at your own behavior and how it affects other people um, and why, the why, why you behave that way and how you were taught to behave that way. So then you can then break that behavior. It, I don't know. She's been married. Shanti was really hung up on whether or not she was married because somehow that mattered. But... What did you take from, I guess, but she has like a bunch of Ted talks. She's been on, you know, super, super soul Sunday, a billion times, like Oprah's thing. She's really, really, really dope. And she's like a, um, a psychotherapist for the stars as well. Um, apparently like a lot of celebrities use her and, it is my personal belief. Yeah, she got all the juice and all the coins. Uh, it's my personal belief that she was Beyonce and Jay's person because yeah. she deals with a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot um, of infidel- infidelity. And her belief is that you can absolutely come back from infidelity. Um, but there are specific ways in which you have to do that. And the kind of honesty and peeling back of layers that you have to do and have to be capable of um, will determine whether or not you can come back from it because, mm-hmm. you know, infidelity is not ever just infidelity, right? No. Um, but what did you hear from from your the episodes that you listened to? The episode I listened to was about a couple that was dealing with infidelity. Mm. The husband, a Dominican man, um, and his wife, I don't know if she was Latina or Caribbean, I don't know, but he was Dominican. Um, and they he was abused as a child and raised in a very machismo environment in an environment where his father actually they like bet on who would win a fight like putting their 
seven, eight-year-old kids into a ring to fight each other. Um, and then the the men crowded around and bet on it, like you oh would a cockfight or like a boxing ring or something. And so, um, you know, he had like a lot of trauma, a lot of issues around abandonment, a lot of issues around vulnerability. Um, and he became a overachiever and, um, you know, a bodybuilder and was very driven man became a staple in his family. Like the, the, the strong staple in his immediate family married another woman who also took on the same kind of role of being like the strong one in her family, um, taking on a lot of responsibility. I guess they opened a business together, which is high pressure and stressful and what ended up happening was the wife would be so exhausted or she would say, quote unquote, she was so exhausted that at the end of the day that she would just go end up sleeping on the couch and he would be sleeping upstairs. Mm. And so they never really slept together and there was no intimacy after the day was done and the kids went to sleep. There was no intimacy. She was just going to sleep. And he... She found out she went to um, just a regular gyne- gynecological, gynecological, <laughs> gynecological. She got her vagina checked <laughs> at doctors <laughs> and she got chlamydia and she found out that he was cheating on her and he had been going to um, brothels. Basically, he oh, was wow. going and sleeping with prostitutes, multiple prostitutes for a year and a half. So he says, and contracted this STD and brought it home to her, and the cat was out of the bag, and then they had to go to Dr. Perel and unpack all of it. And what was so beautiful in it was that I could, because I listened to two different interviews, they really loved each other. Like, you could tell that they really loved each other, and all of the miscommunication and all of the distance was created because they were kind of trying to protect each other and trying to, in perverse ways, strengthen each other. She, the wife was really stressed and worried about money and had just a lot of bad energy on her. And so she didn't want to bring that to him. And so she kept a distance from him, but he felt that took it as rejection. And then she took it. She was also dealing with the fact that he wasn't helping her. Anyway, it was just a lot of, really normal stuff that I could totally relate to that just compounded but just compounded and complicated but and listen to their story they really loved each other and they really cared about each other and they really were like ready to do the work with themselves and confront the shadow parts of themselves Mm. Um, I think she was surprised that she had a shadow self in all of this and you know she was just ready to blame him but Esther really helped her to kind of see her shit right and then I listened to another couple and they were just so there was so much distance between them I don't think I don't know if they were gonna make it they just there was not a lot of they were just so about themselves and not really concerned with the other person that it I couldn't feel um couldn't feel like their connection but it's amazing. Yeah. It's re- it was really beautiful to listen to. And Esther's a fucking G. She really is. And oh, sexy G. She, I know. Her voice is like really sexy kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I think I think that's interesting that you said that that, that one couple you don't know if they were gonna make it, because there's a couple of them sometimes where you're like they ain't gonna make it, and her job mm-hmm. I feel like is like not to make them make it, but it's to make them come to that understanding of like this isn't where we're supposed to be or we're not capable of being in this relationship. Yeah. And she does it really beautifully where it's like an an unraveling but an unpeeling at the same time. Like maybe this is going to make you bloom and grow. It's interesting. I There's this quote that she has that, where she says, today we turn to one person to provide an entire village. Uh, mm. Today we turned. I'm sorry. I also burped into the mic. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I hope nobody heard that. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Today we turned to one person to provide what an entire village once did a sense of grounding, meaning, and continuity. At the same time, we expect our committed relationships to be romantic as well and emotionally and sexually fulfilling. It um, is it any wonder that so many relationships crumble under the weight of it all? I was like, damn she just brings the reality into the relationship like all this disney shit she'd be like yeah nah 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 nah. we got bills (laughs) like what is the practical way of to approach this relationship and i really fuck with her approach it's not this kind of you know head in the sky everything feels so good approach at all it's um it's grounding it's very uh some would say sometimes it could be a little cold, I think. Sometimes she's just so direct. But on her Instagram, um, she has like a she I like her Instagram. She has this cool artwork. She posts these interesting quotes and then she'll all she'll sometimes like handwrite questions that she has for people. And I thought it might be interesting for Shanti and I to while we're trying to, you know, Shanti's got her artsy bowl and I'm just I'm trying to get it together. Um, but I'm dating, you know, myself and maybe others that I'm, that we're, we peel back the layers and, and the spirit of what I was talking to your mom about, um, deal with our relationship with love with ourselves first and see what that relationship is. And once we see that, see how it then can be applied to others so she has these questions on her website, and I'm just curious to know if you would like to join me in um, in answering some of these questions. Absolutely not. <laughs> well, just kidding. That is the episode. Uh, All right, I'm gonna. Ask that you. is it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Rate, subscribe, <laughs> comment, please. And we out. Oh, you said it. I should take that and just and just put it on every single episode make it into a song i should we We out out. (laughs) we out (laughs) okay all right for Mm -hmm. real ready you can do it ready yes Mm -hmm. shanti how did you learn to love how did i learn to love Mm -hmm. i learned to love I think because, as we all know, I many people don't know, we have recorded this before. <laughs> and so this is my second time contemplating this, <laughs> even though I hadn't thought of it at all in between. Because <laughs> you probably don't remember I what you said. Avoiding its issues. <laughs> 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 
Um, I learned to love. Oh, maybe no, it's the same. I think I learned to love through situations that felt like the opposite of love, that felt very uncomfortable and scary and harsh and even cruel for me. Um, I think that my parents, however dysfunctional they were in their relationship always held to the best of their abilities and I think as I get older I'm definitely seeing the ways in which they missed some things but I think they've always um, given me freedom and I definitely feel like I learned that love is freedom in a lot of ways. And I think in relationships where I felt like my freedom um, was, was resented or uh, trying, you know, somehow trying to be taken from me or, you know, I felt trapped or conflicted emotionally and there wasn't like this fluidity and like flow and like sense of like openness. Um, I definitely knew that that was not the space that I wanted to be in or I thrived in. So I think I learned, it was a mix of my initial parents really giving me space to explore, really giving me space to explore and, you know, never trying to control me at a young age. Um, I think that was really healthy and good for me. And I think when I think about love or the ways that I want to, I love people and I want to be loved, it's always connected to freedom. And I learned very quickly and very painfully when that wasn't the case. So I don't know. I can't remember what I said last time. It's probably something crazy and different because what is consistency? I can't. With what about you, Antoinette? How did you learn to love? I think I learned to love this. I think I learned to love through my parents. Same. I think I learned to love through watching my parents. I think I learned to love, like you said, I learned to um, definitely like it, the action of love not being in love but giving love I learned from basically giving the things that I wasn't getting so you giving things that you weren't getting yeah you know how like a lot of times you give people what you want or you or you kind of I don't know I, I would always gravitate towards a towards giving what I knew there was a you wanted yeah Okay. Um, but I I learned to love also through the love that I received. I received a lot of love from my parents, even though sometimes it would be at a cost, or I thought it would be. Um, mm, that doesn't that that's interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. I also I also learned to lo learn what love was through media. Mm. Um, I learned, and that wasn't <laughs> good. I don't think. 
I think I learned. That's really real, though. Yes, that is so real. Right? Like, I saw, yeah. uh, even as a young kid, like, we did that Disney episode. I saw what, I, that that was what love was. Love was um, infatuation. And it was being swept up into something and forgetting everything else and just losing yourself in it. And that being your everything, that was love. That was how it was portrayed anyway. Right? Wasn't it? Am I making that up? I feel no, like it. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I think it stopped there. I think that was the... I think... I still think, and I was talking to a friend today about that, I think that's a very important part of love is that, like, tizzy that you're in. I think that's important. I think it's necessary to have that. But that's so short-lived compared to, like, the the rest of the work that needs to be done. But I, I, don't, I don't like when people, like, trivialize that because I think it's in that space that, bonding and memories and hope kind of lives so when you are in the thick of it when you are feeling like yo where is the love you kind of have that that moment where you guys were obsessed or you you were it was much easier to kind of turn to and and pull from Mm. and uh dr perel says that too so we're you know if she says it then i think that's true Okay. Uh yeah. So let me ask you. I just I can't with you today. Between you thinking you're a fucking plumber and a fucking technician, I just can't. I'm just gonna let you live. MIT. I went to MIT. <laughs> right. I started my plumbing business. You went to MIT because um, I fucking I told you how to reset your goddamn. You setting. did not, Antonin. I said that click that. Did I not what? say click it and click this the the um reformat? the the, okay. the card right. and you, you called it the, the, the even though you i had call already it? seen you it, it i just researched it online it's a i you, told you that's where i was i had mentioned it first i said format but it's okay i'm gonna let you cook go ahead girl bake <laughs> you better play me she said go ahead girl bake <laughs> that shit needs to get a fucking shirt tomorrow all right um <laughs> i can't stand you so let me ask you shanti um <laughs> So is your behavior primarily geared towards being loved or expressing love? I think that it's geared towards expressing love. Mm. I think when I feel like I'm being the most loving um, in my work or my expression of love is when I'm like bringing people together or I see you know, the incredible, the incredible like gift that somebody has. And I'm like, oh, I got to connect you to this person or I got to share this or this person's going to love you. Or um, I think that that connecting part. You mean like with Sable? Br- being a bridge. What did you say? Like, like with Sable? Yeah. Like Sable. Like, yeah, even with the blog, like so much of it has been. I mean, Antoinette, I just want to say, I'm not tooting my own horn, our own horn. You've been a part of this as well. We don't have the blog to prove it. But so many people that are like big now, we had interviewed a long time ago on that podcast, on the blog and been like, 
this person's going to blow. This person has an amazing gift. This person's artwork's incredible, blah, 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 blah. But just just sharing and connecting and being in community with people um, is my expression of love. And I feel more driven to do that than to um, receive love or like, yeah. Hmm. How about you? I definitely, I mean... Yes, I think that I am. I'm primarily geared toward expressing expressing love. I actually think I get a little uncomfortable sometimes when people express love towards me, where I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa chill, chill, chill." And I think you and I are the same in that way. Um, but yeah, I like. I definitely like to give it, and maybe I'd really love to receive. I like to receive it too. I guess. I I just don't. Of course. I just surround myself around people that are takers. It's like let me. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I'm talking about like definitely within my. I'm re- realizing like a lot of my relationships. It's funny because I had someone do very something very sweet for me, and I called them crying. <laughs> I didn't even tell you this. I called the individual. Was like. I just really appreciate you taking the time to even care about how I felt and wept like a baby. And they were like, yo, let me call you back because I'm with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me call you back. Babe, that's cool. But like, I'm with my boys. So let me call you back. (laughs) But um, I can't uh, know. I got no. (laughs) That's amazing. You got this crying ass bitch on the phone. (laughs) <laughs> he's like what's up girl I was like I just he's like oh shit <laughs> but um no I I definitely I give I give I give and I give and I give and I give and I, yeah I don't quite understand that question though like who who who's somebody that just wants to receive it I think I mean, there are really? those I think there are those people I think they are. Is your behavior primary? Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna complicate my answer a little bit. You ready? This is the problematic part of me. Where is your behavior primarily geared towards being loved or expressing love? Now, there have been times in my life when I have given love in order to get it, and I learned that, um, unfortunately, as a child because I watched. Um, my mother do that and it was a, a sort of desperation or like a Hail Mary almost like they call you know the Hail Mary in football you probably don't get that reference but like it was like I was like Tupac what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> no in football at the end of the game when you try to get a touchdown you just hail they call it a Hail Mary you just throw the ball all the way down the field in the end zone and pray your man catches it anyway so that's really what it was it's like a last resort basically and so I watched my mom um, with many different people in her life, like just exert herself and give so much of herself with the expectation that she would get, because she did that, she would get it back in the same way that she gave it and the same amount and have like this sort of appreciation. And that there was this like understanding that like, obviously like I'm doing this because it makes me happy and I want to see you happy, but also because I want it in return. And so there's a sort of manipulation involved in that, that I think I picked up on. And so, um, I think we all have that though. 
I think there's I think it's very impossible for anybody to say that that's not there. Um, that's not how it works. And as perverse as it may be, you know, I think all of us are operating in that kind of transactional um, idea about love because that is what we're taught. There's very few people. I mean, I even find myself with JoJo being like, damn, Joe, you can't get your mom some water. Like, I don't pushed you out i bought you clothes i got you your <laughs> troll babies you can't give me water no that's real <laughs> like, I, that's real but i think that is like a playful thing versus watching your mom no unhappy I know. and then like you you see what i'm saying or i i knew that like there was a certain amount because and it wasn't just with my mother it translated into my relationship with men but as a young girl, I, there was a certain kind of love that I didn't work. It wasn't love because I know my mom loved me. It was a certain kind of, I guess. Attention? Uh, not attention. It was more like validation that I was looking um, looking for from her that I just couldn't get. So, And, and then she would also be, her her moods would go up and down because she was so... I think exhausted and so kind of unfulfilled with her work with sometimes within her marriage. Um, she just made so many sacrifices for our family. And so I think she, she had grown to be resentful of those sacrifices because it didn't pan out the way she wanted them to. Um, and so her moods would be very up and down where the slightest thing could set her off. And I unfortunately, would trigger her because I was just like my dad and a lot of the, a lot of her anger was, well, some of it was towards him and some of, some of it she attributed towards him, but it wasn't really him. It was her own shit. But anyway, I would trigger that. And so I learned to try to be so good for her, um, to try to get her to act a certain way or behave a certain way with me. Um, and so I kind of started to do that. I I was young and be and 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 being aware of it. Like if I do X, Y, and Z, mommy will love me more, or mommy's gonna be happy, and then she's going to, you know, love me more. Mm -hmm. And so I yeah. that translated into my relationships with men, where if I overexert myself, like I'll never forget almost having an uh, um, a, a serious allergy <laughs> like I'm allergic to shellfish my throat closes and I almost had my throat closed because my an ex of mine was obsessed with seafood and for his birthday he wanted a seafood feast and so I bought all this fucking seafood and was cooking it <laughs> and literally feeling my face start to itch my throat start to close but I was determined to do this for him and to put on this big party when in actuality I should have just been like I can't actually do this but instead I might actually die I might actually die but I all for some goddamn shrimp like what the fuck is wrong with me yeah, no. but it's like no. those types of things where it it's 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 interesting. It's like you. I wanted to do that for him because I loved him, and that's how I expressed my love by giving. But I also did it 
to so that he could to keep his so that love. He could know how much you were giving, so that he could love you. He could match that or like reciprocate that. Right, but also I think that there's a f- underlying fear of if I don't, then they won't stay. Then they won't love me. Like I'm not enough. I have to do all these extra things in order Ooh. to keep them there. And I think it's often rooted in that and like, well, I have to I didn't, go above and beyond. Wow, I did that's a new layer. You done peeled that back one more time, girl. I know, I didn't say mm. that the first time. Look at us. No. But I in in, in speaking in, in talking through this, I realize like more and more like that is a part of it. I think is like because I caught myself one day, this was years ago. I think I w- it was like seven or eight years ago. And I'll never forget, I was at my old job at, at the jazz club and I was talking to my manager and he was talking to me about, you know, all these guys that were interested in me and was like poking fun at me. And I, and I said like some offhanded comment, like, yeah, I can get him to stay, but I, or I can get him to come, but I can't make him stay. And he stopped me. It was like, don't ever say that. And I was like, oh, it's a joke. Just relax. And he was like, no, don't ever say that. And I realized then, like, oh, there's something to that. Like, there's something to me thinking that, and there's something to my behavior and why it feels so desperate at times, why I'm throwing these Hail Marys, which are really just trying to anchor these people to me instead of just, like, doing it. Like, the real test is give love without expecting anything in return, you know? And give love meaning, like, be your motherfucking self, too, right? Like, don't overextend yourself. I don't know. Yeah, don't sacrifice. No, I did not learn. No, I learned the exact opposite. My, my, I think for me, I saw somebody and my mom, I think my mom wanted my dad more than he wanted her and so I constantly saw this person sacrificing everything for him and I didn't quite as I got older I realized how much she sacrificed for him but as a young person as a young child I just saw her like overextended emotionally like constant just constant emotionally unwell and bereft that was the word I would describe her often is bereft and then my dad kind of being like resentful and disgusted by it and with that drama between them this like her running after him and him pushing her off I think I was neglected in all of that so my needs weren't being met and I think my example my response to that was like I'm never going to be like that. Like I'm going to be detached. Mm. Whatever she's wanting, not today. I'm not going to be like that. And also I love my father so much and I admired him. And I could see that he was resentful of the way that she was acting. So that was another cue. I was like, oh, I can't be all emotionally invested and running after a man or a partner or running after this thing called love because it makes the other person resentful and, and, and angry Mm -hmm. and violent even. So I can't do that. So I think I like learn to be really detached 
and really nonchalant and really like vulnerability equals fear. It equals chaos and dysfunction and it equals like it's going to cause the other person to be um disgusted wow like if i were to be all like too open with somebody they're gonna look at me like yo are you what's wrong with you get it together you're you're kind of getting into it but uh, the next question that i was going to ask that she poses is what is the main relationship legacy you bring from your family and as you're talking about this uh, this might be it for you that like vulner you watching this made you like oh vulnerability is for the birds because he don't really fuck with this shit. She looks crazy. She's fucking running around her crying. He's disgusted by it. He's strong. He's and this. I'm lost. Mm. And I'm just lost. And then like my needs with all of this, like I, my basic needs, I mean, my basic needs were taken care of, but my deep emotional, the effects of that, they had no idea, you know? I think because I've always been so calm, cool, and like, pretty peaceful they're like oh shanti's okay this chaos and dysfunction isn't affecting her it's all right let's keep going <laughs> let's let's continue she's okay hmm. but just what kind of owner okay. shut the fuck you're not well you could have told you that i am not okay your therapist told you that you need to pay me i'll tell you every day you're not well <laughs> um <laughs> So wait, what kind of vulnerability, when you're talking about vulnerability, what kind, what did, like, what kind of vulnerability was it? Was your mom crying? Was she just telling him what her needs were? Yeah, she was telling him what her needs were. And she wanted him in an unhealthy way too, you know? It wasn't like she was just, it was all unhealthy. She wanted him to fill a void that he couldn't possibly do. It wasn't unfair what she was asking him, but I think it's that, like, this idea of that I'm completely available to you. I'm, I'm completely open to you. Can't you see what I'm offering you? Can't you see what I'm trying to do? Can't you see what I've given up? Can't you see how hard I work? Can't you see I love you? Blah, blah, blah. He was just like, ew. <laughs> he was like, and that was his own shit that maybe right. he didn't think he deserved somebody that would like adored him the way that she did and would do the things that she would do. I don't know. That's I, I spent too much time. Um, I was so involved with their arguments. Like I remember being very young and like having opinions and like mediating for them and being like, well, dad, no wait, let her finish. And you oh, know, wow. like, do you understand what he, she's trying to say dad or mom, you know, I, you know, I remember I, that was something that a young child should never have to do is like mediate their parents mm-hmm. shit. And so I think I just learned to 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 that intimacy. Yeah, I just learned like being a mess was 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 out of pocket. Don't do that. Because I think I was dis- I was also upset with her and disgusted with her. And I think now that I unpack it, I was disgusted and upset with her and resentful of her imbalance because my needs weren't being met. Because all of the whole energy in the entire house was 
around her trying to be heard, you know? And then that even goes into, like, a patriarchy type of shit. Like, everybody wanted my mom to be quiet. You're hysterical. Get it together, woman. And, like, that's just fucked up in itself. The older I get, I, I really feel for her. But to answer your question, yeah, just to, like, even just share your feelings. And like, to show somebody that you want them and that you need them and that they hurt you or whatever was just, like, it, w it was really hard for me to do that. And still is. To a certain extent. Wow. But I don't know what your question was. I'm so sorry. No, you are. What is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to continue that legacy. I think if there was a love legacy that I would want to continue. That I saw in my parents. Is that they. Were. They. They always thought out of the box and they always were trying their hardest even in their dysfunction to like evolve and like um yeah both of them have always been trying to evolve and be better people and they were always they were never pussyfooted around like the nitty-gritty like deep psychological and spiritual things that that they were both grappling with and those fights that they had were about really heavy subject matter. And it wasn't like about dishes, you know, it was about like trauma of his, his parents and race and spiritual esoteric things. So I, I, I would like to continue that. And I think I'm also really invested in those, in that legacy of unraveling and evolving. So Shout out to Bad Barbs and Karuna. Shout out to Bad Barbs what about and you? Karuna. Um, what is the main relationship legacy I bring from my family? Um, yeah, this is a hard question to answer because it's a weird question the way it's written. I'll answer it the same way you did. Like, So... The thing that I learned was that love was sacrifice mm -hmm. um, and not always healthy sacrifice. Again, it, it, it's all rooted in my motherfucker. It's her fault. It's my mom's fault. <laughs> it's all women's fault. All the time. <laughs> no. Um, I just saw, well, my parents, there was so much. They sat, they both sacrificed so much because you have to, something else that I'm thinking about is you have to consider that my parents, them getting together, their families were not happy about it. So on both sides, they kind of sacrificed their relationships with their family in order to be together. And then within their relationship, they were sacrificing so much of what was screaming in their souls that they wanted to do and wanted to be mm. um, in mm. order to be together. And I think a big, f like they loved each other. They did. And I think they still do. But I think a big part of them being together and, and staying together for as long as they did was the fact that they had sacrificed so much in order to do it. Um, mm. And that then they had these kids and then it was kind of like, well, we have to make this fucking shit work. And we have to look like the Brady Bunch. And it has to be perfect. Um, 
because people were really shocked when my parents split up. It was like, wait, what? Um, Mm. Really shocked because from the outside in, you know, it, it really, from the outside in, I don't think that folks could really tell anything was up outside of like, you know, the fights that my sister and I would see. But even then, like I, I was kind of taken aback, but I learned definitely through my mom, um, that love was sacrifice. And I learned that growing up, I, I saw it as my father constantly sacrificing because I could tell that he would get really, because she worked night shift and I was little, you don't understand the sacrifice that that is as a little kid. I saw him always having to cook the dinner and I saw him always having it to get us ready for bed mm-hmm. and him having, you know, he did our hair and he drove us to dance class and he was doing this, 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 and this. And then she would be like fucking mad at him <laughs> and like yelling at him for shit. And like, I couldn't understand that. Oh, she's yelling at him because he's late paying this bill again. Why is he late? Cause he just didn't pay it. Cause he's just doing dumb shit. Like what, what are you doing? So she's kind of looked, trying to parent him as well while she's sacrificing her sleep and her sanity and the fact that she wants to be home with her kids. But, you know, night shift pays more and somebody needs to be home when we get home from school. So like, I didn't understand all that until I got to be a grown woman, got to be older, you know, met his other daughter and was like, Oh shit, mom, you knew all this. Oh shit. It's really hard to be a woman. (laughs) It's really fucking hard, especially a woman who was cheated on and then you stay and then your, you know, your family doesn't really fuck with him and y'all are still having racial fights 15 years into the marriage and his family don't fuck with you and you're in a new city where you don't even know anybody and it still feels new to you because you never really made any goddamn friends. It just all felt like a sacrifice. Um... And I don't, and it was like at the detriment of themselves, um, especially when I look at my mom, like, I just feel like she's, she's the type of person that right now I was like, oh, I have a heart condition and I need a heart transplant. I feel like she'd end it and give me her heart and like put it in a fucking letter or something like that's just who she is. She would do anything for her kids. And it's a little unhealthy too, because she's like, well, you know, you're, you know, she won't move back to Pittsburgh to live with her family because she said she has to be in Philly because of her kids. And I'm like, neither one of your kids live in Philadelphia, (laughs) but she has to be there because she can get to New York quicker. And like, she's going to hold out the rest of her life for her kids. And I hope not, but like, I think that she's just learned that love is sacrifice. I think she watched her mom get married at 16 it's generational, you know, her mom, I think her father was about at least six years, seven years, eight years older than my grandmother. She adapted his whole identity, turned into this, like, she was German, but she turned into, like, this Italian housewife and had, like, nine kids back to back. That was her whole life. Um, and so now my mom has kind of my relationship with her is a little bit codependent, a little bit weird because I know that she sacrificed all these things for me and I love her so dearly for it. And I feel so indebted to her. And so it's, Mm. and that's not healthy. I know I've, but it's like very, 
Like me not going home for the holidays and going to Ghana is like a very big deal. I think that's very closely related to your work ethic as well. What do you mean? Sacrifice, like work. If you're going to do produce good things, you're going to do good work. If you're going to, you know, it's sacrifice. It's pushing yourself to the limit. It's, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sacrificial. Like the work goes in the product and goes is first yeah i i think too it's also and maybe this is connected with other people as well where i was always told like if you're not going to do it somebody else will if you're not going to get this done if you're not going to give 110 percent, then there's something waiting in the wings that 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 will do it and you're going to miss out and so maybe i feel like that with people as well i don't know but um i just know that i've learned over the years and over watching my mother and father in my own experience that love is, is sacrifice. And that is something that I don't want to take in to, I don't want to continue to be a part of my legacy. I don't want to bring that into my future where I want, instead I want to bring in love is choice. And so like every day I'm choosing this person and I'm choosing to do X, Y, and Z for this person. And it's not something that I have to do, that I'm obligated to do. But it's if it's within my, you know, within my wheelhouse, within my grasp, then I'll do it, you know. But right now, I don't think I've necessarily gotten there. I'm trying, but I think that I'm at a place where I still sometimes feel obligated Especially when it comes to my mother. Like just just growing up and being a woman who has been hurt by people and knowing the hurt that she's endured and knowing that she has not fully faced that, it just breaks my heart. Like she hasn't come to terms with a lot of her trauma and knowing what a good person she is and how much she sacrifices and gives to others and it's just like, it breaks my heart. And, you know, and I know the kind of love that she wants. And so I want to give it to her because I know she hasn't gotten it from the people that have, she's wanted the most from, but I have to, I can't be her hero either. So I have to, I have to figure that out. Um, and my sister calls me out on that a lot, but it's, it's difficult to navigate and I and I it's it's easier for me to navigate with it within outside relationships but for whatever reason with her right now it's like it's hard for me like the thought of moving away somewhere far is like she literally has told me like you would never leave me I am your mother you cannot move away from your mother and I'm like okay she's like this is as far as you can go period Okay, great. So I don't know. I have to I have to figure that out. But that is a legacy that I've learned that I don't necessarily want to bring. Um, let me ask you, what is one thing that you would... It's another question Esther asks. What is one thing that you would like to do differently in your relationships? What? 
You ain't asked that question. I know, time. but I just saw it. <laughs> I just saw it. I was like, this is really good. So why don't we ask this? What is one thing I wish I could do differently you would in my do. relationship? What is one thing you would like to do differently in your relationships? She about to punch me. I can feel you mad. <laughs> mad. No, I'm thinking and my old, my brain is like crickets. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Hmm. I think I would like to be more um honest. Mm, oh my god, I was going to say that. Yes. Yeah, I think I could. I wish I could be more. I think I. I'm going to be. <laughs> Don't be a I'm lion ass bitch. Like I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what, I know what you mean. <laughs> I think I could be more. I wish I could be more honest, which would require me to be more um, self. Which requires. Which would require me to be more in in alignment with my my truths. You know. Like I'd have to be able to um, be able to identify, accept and yeah, identify and accept things when they come up in me, when I feel it viscerally and emotionally and be able to name it and be able to share that with the person regardless of (laughs) how that makes them feel and how that would make me feel. Mm. And you know what? I'm circling it back because this is a therapy moment for me right now. I think the um, I think what scares me the most and is the most difficult for me in vulnerability is not the closeness. It's that when I saw my mom, who don't give a fuck, like shout out to my mom. She don't give a fuck. She's gonna tell you how she feels. This is my goddamn house. And I think even in her, the, in all her ways, she was telling us how she felt. She was telling my dad how she felt. And she was speaking her truth. And it was met with anger and rejection. And it got messy and it, was hyster- it got hysterical. And I think that that made me quiet. And it made me not, you know, it made it made me want to just rather go along to get along of course. or be in conflict and like feel one way and not be able to tell that person because you tell your truth and you don't know what the fuck could possibly happen. It's like all hell breaks loose. Right. So. But then you yeah. get, cl- right, you're really afraid of what, <laughs> yeah. But what ends up happening is you, you die slow, die slow. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm in alignment with you. If there was one thing I'd like to do differently in my relationships is be more honest. I'm actually starting to scary. do that. I think. I think. I think I'm being like, yo. I think so. I see you. You be see me. You be like, yo, did honestly. you? I'm like, nah, I didn't. <laughs> nah. You said what? Nothing. Or I would <laughs> be like. I don't know. You want to do this? Nah, I don't. I want to get in the tub. Like, I'm actually doing that and being like, 
actually, I really don't want to talk right now. I want to take I want to take time out for tub time. I'm really proud of myself for that. I don't know. Those are like very huge victories because I'm definitely the go along to get along within a relationship. It's all based up, uh, I'm sure, out of fear. I'm not afraid to. I guess it is. I'm not afraid to like upset the person. I'm more afraid of like them being like so upset that they'll leave. <laughs> like you don't have to like it, but I don't know. I'm doing much better at that because what is meant for me is meant for me. Um, Good work by you. Thank you. What is one truth you have never said out loud? Well, that's not going to happen because it's <laughs> not been said out loud for a reason. So I get there. How about you? <laughs> if you're you not going to do, do it, I'm not going to do it. You finna tell the whole world about your. <sighs> I don't think there's. I, I think know. you know a lot about me. I don't know if there's one thing that you don't know about me. That last thing I would I sh- love to know what's your secret too. There's probably some really fucked up shit too. Like <laughs> right, because I'm the most fucked so up open with you that it's like, what the fuck could I hide? It's like a body or something. That's what I'm saying. It's probably like the most fucked up shit ever. Yeah, nah. I don't. I, we're not gonna do that. We'll skip over that one. Um, two more. How do you express your love to others? I think my way of expressing love to others is I give them space to express themselves. I think a lot of people feel comfortable sharing with me. And I'm genuinely interested in how people feel. And I feel like I have a sense of helping people express and let out how they feel without being feeling judged or without feeling... um, like it's intrusive or I'm going a manipulative kind of thing. I generally just like, like I want to know how people feel and I'm on in their in the inside, how what's going on in their inner world. And so, yeah. And I think people feel happy for that too. Hmm. That they, they have like a safe person or a space to like, um, talk about what's going on on the inside but i will not do that <laughs> right <laughs> i'm listening to this like I need therapy aren't you in therapy i'm learning to how to do that i'm really learning how to do that and it's been within like the past six months i have really been learning to be like you know share things i think i have i have more people in my life that um, can sense if something's not okay or if I have to get something out or like know how to ask how I'm doing. So, you know, yeah. How about you? I think that I, I express love by just remembering dumb shit. Like I will, I, I think I try to be as thoughtful as possible. Um, and, and like some of it is not like these huge grand gestures. It is like gestures. Like some of it's not huge gestures, but it'll be like, you know, your corny party at your own house for the Sable Collective and knowing like. That was not corny. You made that judgment and now I know how you feel about it. So that's hurtful. (laughs) 
not that I didn't have a great time. I would just say there wasn't anything like grand about it. It was nice. Like we had Popeyes. <laughs> it was like down home. Popeyes was bad. It was yo. so good, wasn't it? It was so good. <laughs> Ugh, we are being genetically engineered. <laughs> and like chicken wings and like stupid stuff that I, you know, know you would like or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I express it was Popeyes Jameson <laughs> and then um, macaroni and cheese gin and tonic and right not okay I'm not well we know you but then you know <laughs> and wasn't it didn't, did you have um? I don't think you had it the uh, butter pecan or whatever ice cream or whatever I don't think we oh, had that that was upsetting no, but that is true but these are like the kind of things that I, tr- uh, that I, that's how I express love. So I try to remember dumb stuff. Like I know. Yeah, I, definitely. That yeah. is, that is your superpower. This would be some shit that somebody mentioned like 15 years ago. And I'm like, here you go. Happy birthday. You said you wanted this <laughs> last year, October 10th at 1059. And that's it. But now I can't because I ain't got no money. So them sneakers that you want, don't think you getting them for your birthday. It oh ain't my happening. god, guys! <laughs> you gotta get these sneakers. I know you. I I'm about you to go secretly into savings to get that. <laughs> I'm about to... Posting them, I'm like, I'm not buying them. This is desk chalk. Your birthday is done. You might get like Damn. some shea butter that I made. I'm sorry, it's too close to the holiday. Nobody told you to be born then. I apologize. It's really a, it's okay. I don't need anything. I don't want anything from anybody anyway. <laughs> Shut down. Shut it down. Uh, okay. Last thing. What is something you wish you would have been told as a child, and why? I wish that I was told that. I wish I was told. I see you. Mm. I wish I was told, and I wish I felt like my parents had really seen me and and if they were really watching me and and <sighs> holding space for me they would have they would have just been different Let's why didn't you that. feel seen i think because they were so preoccupied with their dysfunction that they couldn't they didn't have the capacity mm. you know like like imagine your most overwhelming relationship and trying to raise a child in it. It's just it's just damn near impossible um to really kids require so I mean even healthy relationships that have uh kids it's it's hard to see all of the areas that they they got going on. And then add that with just like dysfunction and survival. Like I think, you know, I I was okay. You know, I wasn't acting out. I wasn't acting out ass kid. Um, you was a badass. Kid, I wasn't. One of I wasn't low. bad. What? I wasn't bad. You told some of them stories about you and Kayla. It was bad as shit. Yeah, I wasn't bad. I mean, yes, it was reckless. But I mean, yeah, my parents just weren't, and it only got worse. That's when my parents were together. When they separated, they just like they just couldn't. They didn't have the hand on the pulse, and I was just, mm-hmm. you know, out here being a fierce, independent thirteen-year-old dropping out of school and shit. Like, what you could do? Doing push-ups. But yeah, 
<laughs> doing push-ups. <laughs> going to work. <laughs> That's fucking bananas. We really got to talk about my routine. When I was like 16 years old, I dropped out of school, man. I Those are the best years of my life <laughs> in terms of discipline and regimen. And like, I, I was out here. That is so <laughs> Strong crazy. as fuck. <laughs> oh, my God, Shanti. That is so funny. So do you, f- you? you felt like, uh, don't change it yet. So you felt like you didn't, you, you. Not necessarily I see I see you in terms of like is it I see you in terms of like knowing who you are or I see yeah. oh, okay. And knowing what knowing what hurt me, mm. knowing what uh, like when I with with Jolie, like I watch her and I see her and I see her bright self and I see her shadow self and I see her respond to things and you know i'm very to the best of my ability i'm i'm interested i'm deeply invested in what's going on and how she thinks and feels about things and i think we are very connected in that way because there's not a lot that um well number one i think it's helping her to be able to identify herself and then talk about it and normalize like you know the 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 confusing painful stuff that life brings to you and i don't think that my parents and they really should have because shit was like they were falling apart to like turn to this young 5 6 7 10 13 year old person who's witnessing all of this and be like hey how you feel about this how how are you? Are you okay? I'm sorry. Like, this is hard. I know this is hard that it just didn't happen. How is this affecting your school? Like, are you, how are you doing in school? Mm. You know, that it just, it just didn't happen. It was just like more than anything. I was, like I said, I was mediating their stuff. I was like, dad, you got to listen now. She's just asking for a little affection. Is that so hard? <laughs> Yeah. Also, my diaper's wet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so it just, I just got lost in the sauce. Do you feel and seen by your dad now? I guess maybe it's hard for me to see myself sometimes. Right. Do you feel seen by your dad now? Mm. That's a whole other... We cannot go Okay, this okay. Right <laughs> she's like i've drawn the fucking line <laughs> that's a lot that's a whole we got to have a daddy's issue uh, have we ever had a daddy's issue podcast oh we can Child. we got like 59 episodes coming out from my parents how they fucked us up <laughs> god bless them i love chronologically and then he mm-hmm. came to school and beat my ass in the schoolyard in front of everybody. You know they're calling that trauma. Um, did he do that? No. Ah, uh, did he? No, I I never got beat beat. I got like popped in the back of my head. My dad has definitely come to the school and embarrassed the fuck out of me though by getting with my ass because he was always like, wherever you do it is where you gonna get it. So you act up at school, then I will come to your school the next day. And get your ass. And then when you get home, I'm going to do it again in private. 
and talk to you if about you how you embarrassed back, me. <laughs> if you could go back to your younger self, what was the dominating emotion? Did you feel fear a lot? Were you like cautious and timid and like? I was not cautious and timid <laughs> as a kid. No, no, Well, no, maybe no. timid's not the word because you can be. I felt. Was there fear? Did you feel fear a lot? I felt, um, it, in the sense of like, I felt shame. Hmm. I didn't feel fear. I felt shame. I felt, a, I would feel, and it was sometimes it'd be shame. My dad would use that sometimes, but sometimes it would be like shame. It was, it was a lot of different things. It was shame. And then I was funny to get around, get out of feeling shame and loud and like obnoxious. Cause I knew I could make people laugh and like, you know, but I felt shame around how I looked and I felt shame if and when, which was very rare that I, um, that I disappointed my father. I felt a lot of shame with that. Like, Oh man, that was the last thing I wanted to do ever was to disappoint him. Ooh. But hmm. is that a question from Esther Perel or are you throwing aud- audibles? No, that's from Shanti. Because um, I'm not with the yeah. shits. Because um, <laughs> you're fucking out of line. <laughs> Watch that your wasn't fucking mouth, agenda. okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, something I wish I was told as a child. You said, you. I see you. I, mine would be, um, you know, you're enough. Mm-hmm. That would have been what I wanted to hear. Because I think I was always trying to be more than what I was. Bigger, better, bolder, funnier. Bigger or smaller, depending on, like, from the weight, it would be smaller, but better. You know, I was always trying to to be enough. Even, the, when, when, how old were you? Because, like, I think that we all really need to visualize and conceptualize these intense emotions in little bodies mm-hmm. you know like to be shameful and to be five and three well you gotta like, realize too what the it's, fuck? it's complicated with me too because there was shame around the sexual abuse that i encountered i know so but like i, I I I can dig it. I can dig it. And I don't think people understand like when that stuff starts and to like realize how what that means to be 3 and 5 and be filled with shame. Like I you can't even, you know what I mean? Well, like that's heavy. Right. And that's why I think it's so important that we have these kind of just to reel it in to we have these kind of conversations especially with with each other and with ourselves before we can enter in any kind of union with another person because you know me disappointing up you know me not coming through for my partner might be debilitating for me because I feel shame and it's connected to x y and z if I'm not aware of that you know, of why I feel so badly or why I'm so upset that, you know, yada, X, Y, and Z happened, 
then it's going to be very difficult for me to communicate my needs to a partner or reel my shit in and be like, okay, this is you, you know? Like all of this stuff that we've talked about, if it's unresolved or I think even worse, unidentified, um, it's going to cause problems in any relationship, in a friendship, in anything. Are you still there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. That's deep. Well, you know, we we don't keep it light on around the way. <laughs> no, we, we start light here and there, but and then we'll be like real rap niggas. Oh man! <laughs> All right, Negroes. Real rap niggas with Esther Perel, <laughs> psychotherapy niggas. Yo, what the in a fuck? child work? Yo, what the fuck is that? What you just said? <laughs> Did I? Yo, what the fuck, son? <laughs> That's crazy, man. All right, well. Yeah, there we are. So uh, basically, I'm right. Another around the way curls episode. Get your shit together, so you can get together. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's that's like always our. So you can live happily ever take after. Takeaway, <laughs> right? Takeaway is always like, child, get it together. I mean, the more and more we talk about marriage and partnership, the more and more I feel like it's just not natural. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is why your mom gets so upset. She's like, you know, they don't want to get married. They don't want to. They just don't want it. They don't want it. You know, they're throwing up. You, because of your (laughs) shit. You ruined it for me, mom. You ruined it for me. You didn't show me that shit was safe. Oh, man. It is safe. Shanti. Hmm? Maybe. I actually don't know. Huh? (laughs) <laughs> say it again huh? <laughs> no that's real that's real I mean we. I wish you spent more time around Miss Pam and Mr. Don Jasmine's parents because I think that you would feel better about marriage they're just you I don't want to see a perfect marriage or I, it's I not see, perfect I, I would love to talk to them I really want to see people that have gone through adversity and like they have well i gotta talk to them i mean they yeah it's real they have not no like cheating kind of scandals or nothing like that but they get on each that we know of child i would die but i don't think so i don't know yeah i am beyonce and why why are you bringing up girl all right we're done but y'all should definitely listen to Esther Perel. She's a shit. You know what else you should do? You should subscribe to the motherfucking podcast and you should rate it. It's mad people that don't know how to rate it. Listen. <laughs> Go and and shout out to you Laura jo- Laura Johnson. You know who you are. She wrote me like, "I don't know how to rate she this." Gave her thing. last name, damn internet. I know. That's not even her you last name no more. Is Is it? I think she took her husband's name, so don't call her name generic, bitch. Lauren Johnson? First of all, why are you Come repeating on. this? Second of all, you know her. <laughs> what you what you think people forgot that fast? <laughs> she don't say it again. <laughs> Maybe they forgot. <laughs> Stop. No, you just go to iTunes or whatever you 
really go to iTunes. That's what matters, y'all. Please go to iTunes. Go to iTunes or go to the podcast little icon joint on your iPhones. If you have an Android, child, I don't know. I don't know how you do it if you got an Android. Have you even... You do it real simply and easy as well. I don't think so, because we need the iTunes. But go there. You can you can just hit the stars. And, oh, you know who I wanted to shout out? <laughs> What's that person's name? They probably don't even listen. The one person that gave us one star. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, if I ever see you on the street. If I ever see you. You yeah. know what? She gave everybody one star, though. This girl is just so outlandish. Around the way, curls. She says she's outlandish. What <laughs> did she say? I really like to hear this. What did she say? She said, I told you. I read it to Wait, you last time. Well. Hold on. Let me look. <laughs> that shit had me rolling. I said, Bitch. <clears throat> she said, um, Where's the one star? Because I got to scroll through all these five stars or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, where is it? She said something like, it's not for everybody, but also it's not good. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's basically. (laughs) (laughs) I said, what? (laughs) That is so funny. But shout out to her. She knows who she is. And she, um, she writes everybody poorly. Like everyone from I I clicked on her little name. When I tell you everybody she reviewed had terrible reviews. It was just like, um oh here it goes. Not for everyone, but also not good. Shout out to Jill <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jill Tastic. She rated us back in December. So our sound was trash back then, so I feel her. I we also it. weren't good. It's true. It's not for everybody. I don't think we and were not good. We was all right. We was like a solid three. I don't think we was a one. I've heard some ones. But when you click on her name, Ooh. she fucking, she rated the friend zone bad, the read bad, the Atlantic, like everybody. She was just like, fucking stupid. She hates it. So shout out to Joe Tastic. Um, look, not my cup of tea. Not a fan of the changes. Go back to when it was clean and simple. Weird. Did you get a new Zoom? The sound sounds like trash. Terrible with the U. For the last couple Ooh. of weeks, every time I try to listen to this, it just sucks. She, this is for us? No. I'm re I'm click I she has reviewed other things and hated them just as badly. So listen, she loves quality control. She wants good quality. <laughs> yeah. What oh wait, fuck? here's one. This is great. I can't even see what it is, but she she liked it. So that was a big deal. Anyway, shout out to you, Jill Tastic. I'm praying for you. And I appreciate your honesty, sis. You are a true around the way curl. Duality is a thing. All right. And she needs to answer these questions. That's who needs to answer these questions. Figure out why the fuck she you do. so angry. <laughs> yeah, why are you out here trying to Why are you ripping us ripping us apart, tearing us down? You ain't <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you. Anyway. That's it. We got to go. This joint dumb long because we already, yeah, we already an hour and 30 minutes in. We already had 30 minutes before. Two hours. That's enough. I love you. Don't hang up the phone. I love you, too. All right. I love you, too. All right. With that, come on. We're out. What if I just started saying I love you like all the time, though? But the way I I do. Your favorite things all the time. Yeah. The way I do. What the fuck is this? Be like, did you eat? 
I ain't even asked you that the other day because I was like, she wouldn't ask me. Well, then if you give to get, you get God. <laughs> Karuna. You know I mean? Shout out to Karuna. You know who you are. And if you ain't in the way, you're on the way. So get out my motherfucking way. All right. These are the legacies I'm going to pass <laughs> to JoJo. If you give to get, you get God. It's really good, though. I'm put I'm put writing that on my mirror and lipstick right now. That's important. I need to say that out loud every day. All right. Come on. We got to go. All right. All right. Bye. Everybody, thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye. Subscribe. Rate. Bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go therapy two times a day. Why would I spend the rest of this week so bitter? And all that listening is making you bitter too. When I can go therapy, when I can go therapy, when I can go.